Greetings, it's Kev here. Quick note about today's show. The audio quality uh, on my guest end is is a little rough in spots, let's just say. Uh, you'll be able to hear everything Dave says, but you're just going to have to uh, lean in a couple of times in the beginning. It does get better as we go. Uh, look, the reason is Dave is not your typical marketing guy. He's busy running his leather company. He's an amazing figure. He's an amazing marketer. He was very generous to grant me this interview. I really wanted to share uh, him and his story with you because he's one of the most inspired and inspiring marketers that, that I've come across in years. When you go to his website, uh, which you'll see a link to on the show notes here, um, you'll just see that he markets with a level of transparency and character that is rarely seen. So it's kind of fitting that Dave was, you know, parked in a, a think like a, a topless Jeep under a, tr a giant tree with really spotty reception <laughs> for most of this interview. And uh, it's kind of charming. And like I said, it gets better as we go. So just be a little patient in the beginning, and I promise it'll be worth it. Thanks. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Welcome back to The Truth About Marketing. It's Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you go deep with the actual business owners and find out how they did what they did to get uh, the big sales in their business. My guest today is Dave Munson, and he's the founder of Saddleback Leather. Uh, and as Dave describes it on the website at SaddlebackLeather.com, Saddleback is a people business cleverly disguised as a leather goods company. And I'm going to take just a minute to introduce Dave to you so that you've got the proper context for this discussion so that I can then sort of shut up and learn along with you. Because Dave is someone that I hold up as a business owner who truly gets it. He markets with love for his customers as people, not ATM machines. And I can attest as a Saddleback customer that the support team is not only responsive, but proactive in making sure that you have a great experience. And the product itself is as exciting to hold in your hands as it is to read about. Two other ways that Dave and Saddleback stand out is that they do an amazing job of educating their customer about their product and leather goods in general. Think about it. If you don't know the difference between genuine leather and full grain leather, then it's impossible to understand the value of the leather bag hanging over your shoulder. Dave also has a natural transparency, humor, and ability to tell story that he brings to his marketing, like the video he made called How to Knock Off a Saddleback Briefcase, which has about half a million views on YouTube. This is one of the most clever pieces of education marketing you'll ever see and you'll find it at saddlebackleather.com under the Films tab. So, Dave, thanks for being here, first of all. I really appreciate your time. And uh, let's start right there. Tell us about that video and why you decided to position it the way you did. Well, that was some intro. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you're a superstar yeah. in the marketing. Right? <laughs> superstar. So, uh, yeah, so we, you know, we were doing a video. I, was, I said, hey, we got it people on to people in general even if they don't buy stuff stuff from us you know they'll walk away 
at least, you know, uh, buying better quality things. Mm -hmm. So um, with that in mind, we would just sat around on the back porch with cigars and just brainstormed how do we how, what how do we play this and it came out how to knock off a bag let's teach uh, knockoff artists how to save money and we'll in the meantime uh, share with them um what we do so ah, oh, you guys don't need to do this um this is just extra they won't even know for a couple of years that you didn't do this <laughs> right. and um and and you can substitute leather, the 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 bonded and vinyl for full green, and here's what it looks like, and you know. So we were teaching the knockoff artists how to how to really save a lot of money, right. um, and which, which uh, is brilliant because it's, it's so disarming, right? You're just watching. I mean, it's a pretty funny position to take. Like, hey, let me help you, knockoff artist, figure out <laughs> yeah. how to make money knocking off my bag. But you know, you're sitting there as the consumer, like you know. Uh, with your guard totally down and learning how much love and care goes into the bags that you actually sell. Yeah. You know, there's a, you know, when you buy something that's, that's really high quality, it's not just marketing that is why is why it costs so much. I mean, it generally, it costs that much for a reason. I mean, shoes, uh, $300 pair of boots, $600 pair of boots, um, you know, those things, they just anyway, but but people don't understand until they see stuff like that, and then they start appreciating quality. So, um, yeah. Anyway, we we uh, we. If you read through the comments on that video, people were saying, "So I'm watching this being sold a briefcase, right. and now I want to buy a briefcase, <laughs> and right. happily want to buy a briefcase." So really, yeah. It was, it really worked out there for us. Yeah. So you, yeah. you you said you kind of sat back and, and had some cigars and, and came up with this idea. Did it just feel like a fun thing to do or did you think, all right, how do we get people to understand the value but not feel like they're getting a lecture or something? Yeah, you know, nobody wants to get sold. And I always say, hey, <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to sell someone, just tell them dude, I'm selling you a bag. <laughs> so like our business cards, uh, we have a lot of extra scrap leather. So I make, you know, my leather business cards Yeah. and, and, and people go, Oh, this is awesome. Why'd you make it a leather? And I go, you know, it's some guy on the airplane or at a conference or something. And I go, because tonight when you get to your, your room and you pull out your stack of business cards, I, I say, uh, I want you to go to, you'll, you'll be going to your computer to check out who is this guy. And I want you to buy a briefcase. So we'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. And people are cool with it if you tell them I'm trying to sell you a bag. But yeah. if you if you try and if you think they're dumb enough not to tell that, then anyway, we made it so obvious that uh, people were laughing all the way to the website to the checkout cart there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the first video I saw that really like you know indoctrinated me into uh, the understanding the difference between the leathers, and you have other leathers. Uh, you know, educational stuff like is as much as you want to learn about leather, it's there for you and it's told in a cool way. Uh, you also tell, you know, the whole story of how the company happened. Your story starts out a hot wife, two fabulous kids, 14 Rwandan sons and daughters, a cool dog and a crooked federale sent to kill me kind of makes up the Saddleback story. And here's how it happened. What inspired you to share, uh, you know, in such a dynamic way on the website? Well, you know, um, if people like you, then they'll then they'll buy from you. And uh, so I figured, 
um, if I, I'm a pretty likable guy, I think, I mean, and so if I share my story and I just kind of open up who I am, then, you know, people kind of open up too. And so, um, you know, and so we are, I just was just really open with my life and, and how things got going. And, you know, if it were, uh, daddy, uh, I've graduated from Harvard now, Harvard now, and I want a business daddy. Will you buy me a business? You know, it's like, that's not, it's not a charming story. So right. sleeping on the floor with your dog in Juarez for three years with no hot water and, you know, meeting your wife on MySpace and federally sent to kill you. Um, you know, that's like, that's some cool stuff. And it, you know, really happened. So, um, yeah, we just share who we are and, and, uh, it seems to work. One of the things we do in customer service is I make everyone put something personable, personal, um, after their name, Mm. um, on the emails. So they say, uh, like Susan, she milks cows on a, a certain cow on every weekend. She used to, the cow died. But she would go and milk the cow, and so she would say, "I'm a weekend cow milker," yeah. and and people were like, or, or someone else was like, "I'm a uh, In and Out Burger fanatic," and someone else says, "You know," so, and then people go, "Oh, they're a real person. Right. Oh, they opened up to me. Hey, this is not just uh, someone at AT and T. This is um, right. It's a real person. Wow, they have kids. They have. A, they're a mother of five. That's cool." You know, so yeah, it's uh, just being personable and, and opening up. I think more companies should do it. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, you know, it just takes the whole experience to a higher level, right? It's like you're almost branding yourself as a Saddleback customer rather than just saying, hey, I've got this cool bag. Uh, you, you guys get photos from people, you know, with their bags all over the world going off on adventures and, you know, I get the impression that that's not something you have to, you know, ask people for. They're just kind of inspired to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I started taking pictures in um, of my bags in 2005, I think it was, 2004. 2005, I took a big trip through Eastern Europe and Prague and Budapest and these different places in North Africa. And people were going, wow, this is a legitimate company. You know, I, I trust them now because they have these photos. And I, I, you know, they're not a fly by night company. And, and then people saw theirs are like, Oh yeah, you think that's good? Well, check out my bag picture. (laughs) And then of course, and then someone else check out my bag picture. And then it just kept, they kept pouring in. So I, I began to do like a, Hey, let's see who's got the best bag picture. And I set up a little, a little, um, you know, a little teeny little award thing. And man, they just, poured in i mean hundreds of we have thousands and thousands of customer picks now because of that and um now we just have to we're we're starting to display them more um but yeah we're going to overwhelm people with with the volume of the pictures that people send in and a lot of them they don't send them in in the contest they just send them in hey check out my bag um in on the top of mount kilimanjaro or in irkutsk or in you know somewhere there's, there's some cool places out there. Yeah, that's amazing. And it, it means something to, you know, be the bag that they bring to that place because, uh, you know, it's you got to be selective, right? Yeah, you're going to travel around the world and go out for a couple months or a couple of weeks and you're choosing our bag. That's pretty cool, you know. And, and also, you know, the bag begins to take on your own personality. And 
Um, you know, so when you mix, I, I, I say too, when you mix up with quality, um, it is um, people people will pay for quality, but then they 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 fall in love with it, and it becomes kind of uh, part of who part of who they are. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, because you you talk about the flaws in the leather. That's part of the beauty of it, right? That you, I think you said it sort of early on. You looked for like this perfectly clean patch of leather to make the bag out of, but then you started to, you know, incorporate little scars. And, and you said there's a story behind every scar. You know, maybe the the cow brushed up against the barbed wire fence and you think about what happened to make him do that or, right? And so that's part yeah. of the beauty of it. Yeah. Why was he running so hard to get, to, to get impaled on a stick or something or a, a fence post or a branch? Um, you know, was something chasing? Anyway, yeah, it, it gives personality to the bag yeah so yeah i remember when i got my first piece from you guys i couldn't wait to see what kind of little scars there would be on it right <laughs> so that's, that's really smart hey tell me real quick dave about the uh the slogan one of the best slogans i've ever read for a company they'll fight over it when you're dead did that arise organically or was that something you noodled with for a while yeah, you know that took a few years. Um, back in '99, when I had my bag made, I was, I was telling my friend I, I was down in Mexico teaching English and, um, and kind of near Mexico City, and I found this bag maker, and I said, "Listen, um, I want something to hold on to that, like my kids, my grandkids would like go, yeah, this is Grandpa's old bag, you know, and, and." Um, and so that, with that in mind, I designed the bag that I want something that would last. That, you know, I think men generally want to be remembered or have a, a, a gold watch that gets handed down. This was your grandfather. This was your great grandfather's watch. You know, right. and so I didn't have a watch or the money for a gold watch. And so I thought, well, maybe it'll be a bag. And so it just kind of morphed into the, I want someone to fight over this thing. You know, I want the kids going, no, I want that. And then they'll fight over it when I, after I die and then they'll fight over it when you're dead. It's stuck. That's great. And, and actually a friend of mine who was a big time marketing guy, he corporate, been there for 25 years doing marketing. He said, Dave, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't say that. He goes, you really need to take that off your website. Uh. I, I go, really? Why is that? And he goes, well, one of the rules in marketing is you don't want to use negativity and dot and he goes dying and death is negative so you want to say uh, they'll enjoy this for generations oh, or God. or and he, and he goes and oh the part about your dog you know your dog dying the tribute to your dog he goes uh, you really need to get that off your website too <laughs> he goes he goes because because you know that put it maybe at a, the your about us page or whatever, but don't put it on the front page. That's really immature and kind of like you know college students you know write about their dog, but not like oh, grown man. men. Wow. So anyway, that's the uh, worst advice. I mean, that's you know that's just like college graduate advice. Where no, the rule book says. And that's what I love about the way you market. It's like there's, it's clearly not following anyone's path or anybody's rules, and that's why it's so effective. Well, you know, um, so I never took any marketing classes, and so I didn't know you weren't supposed to. But what seemed right, uh, I just did it. So um, just because people don't do it, 
I mean, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Uh, you got to experiment with that sort of thing. I do too. I do too. And I, I have to, I'll tell you a quick story as, as a customer. Um, you know, I, I bought a friend of mine, a Christmas gift, one of the um, uh, moleskin covers. Uh, one of my favorite products yeah. you have, this beautiful leather, a uh, full grain leather moleskin cover. And uh, it was trapped in limbo because he was out of, out of the country. And uh, so they were receiving notification from the delivery service. And they went out of their way to call me and email me to make sure. They said, look, I know it's not at your house, but it, it, can you get a hold of this guy? Because it's going to be returned and there won't be a refund. Right. And I just don't think a lot of companies would do that. Like really go out of their way and make sure that they did everything they could to make sure this bummer thing didn't happen. <laughs> right? it's, not, it's not like loss aversion or anything. It's just like what good people do for each other, you know? Yeah. You know, we had a customer service guy. He was just a, he's a friend of mine, seasonal guy, really good guy. And this lady called and said, I have to go get my boss's bag. And it's in this area I've never been to. And he said, how old are you? She said, um, 28. And he goes, well, I've got a daughter who's 28. So tell you what, here's my personal cell phone number. Text me when you've got there and text me when you're leaving and you're safe. And I'm going to be your dad for a little while. Wow. And so, and so she did. And I mean, um, that's just the people we hire. What about social marketing, uh, Dave? Are you, are you, you know, active Facebook user, Twitter, that kind of thing? Do you have a team for that? Is it a big part of your focus? Yeah. So we have a, uh, we have a, a team for, for all that. We have two people doing content all the time and they make, um, they do three posts a day on Facebook. They tweet those out. They also, um, you know, put a lot of, do a lot of content for Instagram. Each one of those areas, um, has a different kind of response or a different type of post that needs to be done. And, uh, they're just really good at, and they monitor and test and try, right. uh, we're engaging with people who don't know about us, but without being spammy, right. um, uh, but also our followers, we, we don't have an auto re, auto follow. If they follow us, we follow them. Right. Um, we only want people who care about, you know, who seek after us. Not we don't we don't care about having huge numbers. We want we want engagement, and so we do have a good following on on those um, on these areas. We don't do contests. Hey, like our page, and that way you'll be entered into the contest. Right. Uh, we don't do any of that stuff. That's uh, yeah. It's kind of fake. It's all right. Yeah. All kind of fake. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so yeah, we're, 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 uh, Pinterest is really good for us. Um, uh, Instagram is good for us. Uh, uh, I still don't get Twitter, but it seems to work. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you on that. I, I, I get Snapchat more than I get Twitter somehow, you know, and this, it's a whole weird yeah. thing. Uh, cool. Um, oh, so one, one thing we found though is, is our target market is generally not the, I mean, it, it is 25 to 34 are some of them, but generally up to 54. The ones who have graduated and they've become an executive or whatever, um, the people who can afford a, a high-quality bag, they're generally not um, just out of college. Right. And so what we're finding is um, uh, that's where a lot of the Snapchat – and so you know our marketing has been going towards, but we just recently – 
dug in our data more. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're rethinking our social because we're not going after a younger crowd. So right. uh, we are, we are, we, I mean, uh, a lot of guys save up, a lot of college students, even high school students, uh, save up money, uh, to get our things. But, but we need to be marketing where they're not or wh- where, where they are rather than like lawyers are a big one. Um, right. um, but they're not always on social on Facebook, you right. know, uh, they're kind of busy. So how can we reach them? Um, you know, more dynamic ways, uh, yeah, yeah, more dynamic ways, and w- and so that's that. You say some that's something you're kind of testing now. Yes, so, um, so we're doing we're going into more traditional forms of of advertising. Um, excuse me, uh, yeah, it's all right. Hold on a sec. Sorry, I got it. So, so here's a little trick. Um, when you do interviews, um, <laughs> I talk to guys, and they get into their car. So, um. And it's already a sound booth. The thing's just fantastic. And so um, I'm in my I'm in my Land Cruiser. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> I record a lot of videos from my car for that same reason. It's like the perfect environment. It's a, it's a, it's a studio. It's a sound booth. It's perfect. Right. right but anyway, right. sometimes cool. it turns on. <laughs> so well, actually, um, whatever you just did improved the sound. So keep it up. Oh, there you go. It's perfect. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, we're, uh, we're rethinking the way we do, uh, our marketing because we were heavy, heavy social and very heavy on engagement, but we were engaging with people who were, um, who already know about us and they're like, man, I really love this company, you know, and with our posts. But, um, so we started engaging with people who don't know about us yet and without being spammy without, Hey, have you heard about Saddleback Leather's hundred year warranty? And da, 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 da. Right. It's, it's just, it'd be embarrassing to me. So, um, we're, we're learning how all this marketing works. Um, we're certainly not great at it, but we really enjoy it. And, and, and we care about people. We like people. So, uh, social is really easy for us. Yeah. And that shows for sure. All right, Dave, I'm going to ask you the essential question of this, uh, podcast. And uh, that is, what is the one thing you've done in your marketing that has produced the most surprising results? The, yeah, the how to knock off a bag video. <laughs> that one really, that one really did it. Um, we we were expecting, we were just educating people. It was like a 12-minute video and um, it's just a lot of explanation and stuff. And we ended up with uh, 460 or 500,000, something like that, uh, views of it. Yeah. Um, and we were just we, – we're doing a lot of educational stuff, but that one just seemed to really hit hit the spot we got on. And because of it, we're still getting calls. Um, NPR did a thing with us with Kai Rizdahl on the Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, we got on in Fast Company. and I mean, We just got a ton of – so not only did we get the views, but then we got – the company's talking about the views and talking about the video and then interviews and in magazines, it really was a, uh, a real home run. So when you, when you do a, get a successful video or something that does go viral there, or you do something really well, it'll be recognized in other ways. And in, so like on the NPR interview, he has 8 million listeners and, uh, to the marketplace show, mm-hmm. uh, we got about three minute spot on there, wow. but we, we could watch the sales as soon as it aired. It was, uh, like twice in the same day. Um, we got 
I mean, just a ton of sales. And mm. so it doesn't, and that, that was, uh, several months later. It wasn't, it wasn't when the video was, was really hot. So, um, you can expect, uh, collateral damage with, uh, in a good way, uh, <laughs> when, when, when you do something right. Yeah. And have you sought to recreate that since then? You bet. You bet. Yeah, we did a we did a how to how to knock off a cow uh, video, and uh, and so you know it's one piece of leather, only a few holes. Um, you know, you got the eye holes, the butt hole, the nose holes, the ear holes. Uh, fewer holes, the better. And you know, we did it on a, on a, a suitcase that we did, and um, yeah, we're just not getting their same results. So. Uh, we did, but all educational. So, um, we have a couple more we're working on and, and, uh, we'll see if we can get a competitor to that one. Yeah. So that's great. It's kind of reminds me of uh, Mike Dubin from dollar shave club, right? His, which was a blatant commercial goes viral and it took him a long time to find that vein again, you know, cause it was so successful. There's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So, so get this, um, um, that was video number 222. Wow. So, um, the way to get good at doing videos or doing marketing or doing photography or doing public speaking is just to do it. That's right. And, and so you can't expect for the first, out of the first hundred or a couple hundred videos that you're going to have really any success. You're going to have, you know, 200 views, 1800 views, you know, 4,000 views. And then, bam, you're going to hit one. But the trick to doing it well is just to keep doing it. Um, right, just keep writing copy, writing copy, writing copy, writing copy, and and be real, be authentic. And but you just keep on doing it, and eventually something's going to happen. So um, that's the way. That's the way the knock off the bag video worked. Is we just kept doing videos, and I tell you, eventually it's going to happen, and you're going to have a um, have a good success on, on one, the more you do it. Yeah. Great tip. I appreciate that. And, uh, I'd love to just know what's, what's up ahead for Saddleback. All right. So, um, I've got a secret. Oh, an exclusive, (laughs) exclusive. I'm excited. an An exclusive. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a new collection, a new line of something called mountain back. Mm. And it'll be under Saddleback, and I technically I can't say anything. Yeah, I actually to you saw, either. saw this video. It's like a 20, <laughs> twenty second video, and it gets you excited, but it literally tells you nothing. <laughs> tells you nothing. A guy gets out of the Land Rover that has Saddleback leather seats, by the way, with a tire on the hood, with his daughter and his dog, my brother's dog, and Mountain Back is coming. So it, it, the, well, 15,000 views on a video about nothing. So the kind of <laughs> Seinfeld esque just goes to show the kind of traction and love you have. Are, are people going crazy asking you what's happening here? Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to know. Um, I've been working on that thing for, man, since 2010. Wow. And it is finally coming out. It is awesome. Um, so apart from that, we're doing, we'll be doing, um, I've got furniture coming. Um, that's not mountain back, but I've got some some uh, British campaign chairs. I've got some trunks. We already do suitcases, but we're doing some trunks, um, 
some wooden pieces with heavy leather and um and we'll be doing yeah so we're moving in that direction we have a store uh man we wanted to open it last year didn't happen here in the stockyards in fort worth texas mm-hmm. um and it's a really cool place a really cool place um and so they're not ready for us yet they keep on talking and talking but it looks like realistically summer of 2017 so um um here in fort worth texas yeah it looks cool i see the picture of it on your facebook page and i guess you're doing a pop-up store there yeah 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 we're um we're um we're gonna try our hand we're gonna get really good at pop-up stores so um we've got the the land rover and i've got a, a a rooftop tent that folds out over it we have some old pallet tables we've made and we're gonna have leather all over the place <laughs> so awesome. uh, you know it, it's our first pop-up store and so the way you get good at pop-up stores is by doing pop-up stores right so we're gonna figure this out and um yeah it should be a uh should be a pretty cool pretty cool thing yeah exciting well, Dave, man, I really appreciate your time. Uh, you're, you're a superstar in our world over at Copy Chief. Uh, we've taught using your, your ways m- many times, and it's great to finally meet you and, and hear the stories behind them. And I love how simple it is. Just be genuine. Do it over and over and over. Uh, love people and create great stuff, right? Yeah. So here, so one, one of the things that I talk about sometimes at places is um, – is uh be yourself so people like to see you and so if you're like the the marketing director or the the ceo or the president or someone someone in authority or whatever people want to see you but you you can't fake who you are on camera because if you love money somehow floyd mayweather is going to find you (laughs) <laughs> and and he, he'll be like one of your only followers. And but but like honestly, who you are, you can't hide it. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't like who you are, then let's talk because mm-hmm. you there's some ways that you can do to um to become a genuinely good person who cares about people. And if you only care about yourself and you only care about money and that people would think highly of you, then no one's going to want to see you on video. So don't, so go find someone who works for you. who's really a nice guy and put them on video because then people will like them. So anyway, um, you don't have to be, you know, Prince charming. You don't have to be a wild adventurer. You just have to be a real person and you'd be surprised. Um, people will just, they want to follow a person. They want to connect with a person. So, uh, uh, I would love to talk to you guys Dave at saddlebackleather.com. If you're going, well, how do I be a good person? How do I become a likable person? Man, I'd love to talk to you. Um, Because, um, yeah, it's it's so important, uh, your relationships and and being kind and good and generous and and helping people. It's just, that's what it's all about. You you work and then you die. And then you leave whatever you did, you leave it behind to someone who didn't earn it. Mm. And hopefully they'll be wise with it, but they probably won't. And, and for what? And then everyone forgets your name and, and then it's over. I mean, what's living really about? So, um, something to think about. 
That's beautiful. Wow, and what a generous offer for people to actually reach out to you and say, Dave, how can you make me a better person? <laughs> well, um, uh, it's, and I do that because I care about people. And if I can influence people around me to care about people, then it's not just me caring about people, but maybe it's 10 people. Hmm around me who are caring about 10 people. And so that's better than me just caring about 10 people. That's a right. hundred people now. Yeah. So, um, it's multiplying myself and I'm not, you know, I don't care about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty selfish guy. I'm a hypocrite. I try not to be, but I am. And, uh, but I generally, I care about people. So, yeah. um, anyway, I know you do, you guys do a lot of charity work as well. And it's not the kind of, uh, let's, let's, you know, pose next to the giant check. It's let's go there and get our hands dirty and affect some real change. Yeah, actually, we just got back from Rwanda um, about 36 hours ago. And uh, um, so I'm tired. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it was a really great trip investing in in some young guys over there who are uh, were developing a group of men of integrity wow. uh, there. And my wife just pours into these guys. She thinks she gave birth to them. Um, it's huge. Our kids speak the language some, and it's just cool. It's just a, it's a, it's fun, uh, getting involved in in the lives of other people. It's just fun. Yeah. So that's amazing. Well, you're a real inspiration, Dave. Uh, your product's amazing and, and you and your company and your family are all really, really inspiring. So thanks for sharing with us today. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for the kind words. And, uh, yeah, it was fun, uh, fun chatting with you. Well, I'm sure we'll do it again. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.